Chapter 50 of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Chapter 50 of Personal Narrative of a Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca by Richard Francis Burton. Appendix 6 giovanni finati the third pilgrim on our list is giovanni finati who under the muslim name of haji muhammad made the campaign against the wahhabis for the recovery of mecca and al medina a native of ferrara the eldest of the four scions of a large landed proprietor tenderly attached to his mother and brought up most unwillingly for a holy vocation to use his own words instructed in all that course of frivolous and empty ceremonials and mysteries which form a principal feature in the training of a priest for the romish church in a d eighteen o five giovanni finati's name appeared in the list of italian conscripts after a few vain struggles with fate he was marched to milan drilled and trained the next year his division was ordered to the tyrol where the young man brought up for the church instantly deserted discovered in his native town he was sent under circumstances of suitable indignity to join his regiment at venice where a general act of grace promulgated on occasion of napoleon's short visit preserved him from a platoon of infantry his next move was to Spalato in Dalmatia, under General Marmont to Cattaro, the last retreat of the hardy and warlike Montenegrins. At Budoa, a seapoint southeast of Ragusa, having consulted an Albanian captain merchant, Giovanni Finati, and fifteen other Italians, including the sergeant's wife, swore fidelity to one another, and deserted with all their arms and accoutrements they passed into the albanese territory and were hospitably treated as soldiers who had deserted from the infidel army in dalmatia by the pasha posted at antivari to keep check upon the french operations at first they were lodged in the mosque and the sergeant's wife had been set apart from the rest but as they refused to apostatize they were made common slaves and worked at the quarries till their backs were sore under these circumstances the sergeant discovering and promulgating his discovery that the mahometans believe as we do in a god and upon examination that we might find the differences from our mother church to be less than we had imagined all at once came the determination of professing to be mohammedans our italian candide took the name of mahomet and became a pipe-bearer to a turkish general officer in the garrison this young man trusted the deserter to such an extent that the doors of the harim were opened to him and giovanni finati repaid his kindness by seducing fatima a georgian girl his master's favourite wife note he describes the harim as containing the females of different countries all of them young and all more or less attractive and the merriest creatures i ever saw his narration proves that affection and fidelity were not wanting there the garrison then removed to scutari 
being of course hated by his fellow servants the renegade at last fell into disgrace and exchanging the pipe stick for the hatchet he became a hewer of wood this degradation did not diminish poor fatima's affection she continued to visit him and to leave little presents and tokens for him in his room but presently the girl proved likely to be a mother their intercourse was more than suspected giovanni finati had a dread of circumcision note mr banks finati's employer and translator here comments upon ali bey's assertion even to travellers in mohammedan countries i look upon the safety of their journey as almost impossible unless they have previously submitted to the right ali bey is correct the danger is doubled by non-compliance with the custom mr banks apprehends that very few renegados do submit to it in bigoted muslim countries it is considered a sine qua non so he came to the felon resolution of flying alone from scutari he happened to meet his original friend the captain merchant and in march eighteen o nine obtained from him a passage to egypt the aldorado to which all poverty-struck albanian adventurers were then flocking at alexandria the new mahomet after twice deserting from a christian service at the risk of life and honour voluntarily enlisted as an albanian private soldier in a muslim land the naivete with which he admires and comments upon his conduct is a curious moral phenomenon thence he proceeded to cairo and became a balik bash corporal in charge of six albanian privates of muhammad ali's bodyguard ensued a campaign against the mamluks in upper egypt and his being present at the massacre of those miscreants in the citadel of cairo he confined his part in the affair to plundering from the bays a saddle richly mounted in silver gilt and a slave girl with trinkets and money he married the captive and was stationed for six months at mataria heliopolis with the force preparing to march upon mecca under tusun pasha here he suffered from thieves and shot by mistake his bimbashi or sergeant who was engaged in the unwanted and dangerous exercise of prayer in the dark the affair was compromised by the amiable young commander-in-chief who paid the blood money amounting to some thousand piastres on the sixth october eighteen eleven the army started for suez where eighteen vessels waited to convey them to yanbu mohammed assisted at the capture of that port and was fortunate enough to escape alive from the desperate action of jedaida note see chapter thirteen of this work end note rheumatism obliged him to return to cairo where he began by divorcing his wife for great levity of conduct in the early part of eighteen fourteen mohammed inspired by the news of mohammed ali pasha's success in al hijaz joined a reinforcement of albanians travelled to suez touched at yambu and at jeddah assisted at the siege and capture of kunfuda and was present at its recapture by the wahhabis wounded sick harassed by the badawin and disgusted by his commanding officer he determined to desert again adding as an excuse not that the step on my part at least had the character of a complete desertion since i intended to join the main body of the army and to his mania for desertion we owe the following particulars concerning the city of mecca 
exulting in my escape my mind was in a state to receive very strong impressions i was much struck with all i saw upon entering the city for though it is neither large nor beautiful in itself there is something in it that is calculated to impress a sort of awe and it was the hour of noon when everything is very silent except the muezzins calling from the minarets the principal feature of the city is that celebrated sacred enclosure which is placed about the centre of it it is a vast paved court with doorways opening into it from every side and a covered colonnade carried all round like a cloister while in the midst of the open space stands the edifice called the Kaaba, whose walls are entirely covered over on the outside with hangings of rich velvet Note, black cloth according to ali bey and i believe he is correct so mr banks if ali bey meant broadcloth both are in error as the specimen in my possession a mixture of silk and cotton proves on which there are arabic inscriptions embroidered in gold facing one of its angles for this little edifice is of a square form note ali bey showed by his measurements that no two sides correspond exactly to all appearance the sides are equal though it is certain they are not the height exceeds the length and the breadth End note. there is a well which is called the well of zemzem of which the water is considered so peculiarly holy that some of it is even sent annually to the sultan at constantinople and no person who comes to mecca whether on pilgrimage or for mere worldly considerations ever fails both to drink of it and to use it in his ablutions since it is supposed to wipe out the stain of all past transgressions there is a stone also near the bottom of the building itself which all the visitants kiss as they pass round it and the multitude of them has been so prodigious as to have worn the surface quite away quite detached but fronting to the kaaba stands four pavilions corresponding to the four sects of the mahometan religion adapted for the pilgrims and though the concourse had of late years been from time to time much interrupted there arrived just when i came to mecca two caravans of them one asiatic and one from the african side amounting to no less than about forty thousand persons who all seemed to be full of reverence towards the holy place note ali bey a d eighteen o seven computes eighty thousand men two thousand women and one thousand children at arafat burckhardt a d eighteen fourteen calculated it at seventy thousand i do not think that in all there were more than fifty thousand souls assembled together in eighteen fifty three after commenting on the crowded state of the city the lodging of pilgrims in tents and huts or on the bare ground outside the walls note rich pilgrims always secure lodgings the poorer class cannot afford them therefore the great caravans from egypt damascus baghdad and other places pitch on certain spots outside the city End note. and the extravagant prices of provisions haji mahomet proceeds with his description over and above the general ceremonies of the purification at the well and of the kissing of the cornerstone note the stone is fixed in a massive gold or silver gilt circle to the southeast angle but it is not part of the building End note. and of the walking round the kaaba 
a certain number of times in a devout manner every one has also his own separate prayers to put up and so to fulfil the conditions of his vow and the objects of his particular pilgrimage we have then an account of the mosque pigeons for whom it is said some pilgrims bring with them even from the most remote countries a small quantity of grain with which they may take the opportunity of feeding these birds this may have occurred in times of scarcity the grain is now sold in the mosque the superstitions and ceremonies of the place we are told are by no means completed within the city for the pilgrims after having performed their devotions for a certain time at the kaaba at last in a sort of procession go to a place called arafat an eminence which stands detached in the centre of a valley and in the way thither there is a part of the road for about the space of a mile where it is customary to run note ali bey is correct in stating that the running is on the return from arafat directly after sunset End note. the road also passes near a spot where was formerly a well which is superstitiously supposed to be something unholy and cursed by the prophet himself and for this reason every pilgrim as he goes by it throws a stone and the custom is so universal and has prevailed so long that none can be picked up in the neighbourhood and it is necessary therefore to provide them from a distance and some persons even bring them out of their own remote countries thinking thereby to gain the greater favour in the sight of heaven Note, this sentence abounds in blunders sale ali bey and burckhardt all give correct accounts of the little pillar of masonry it has nothing to do with the well which denotes the place where satan appeared to abraham the pilgrims do not throw one stone but many the pebbles are partly brought from muzdalifa partly from the valley of muna in which stands the pillar End note. beyond this point stands a column note, mr banks confounds this column with the devil's pillar at muna finati alludes to the landmarks of the arafat plain now called al alamein the two marks the pilgrims must stand within these boundaries on a certain day the ninth of zulhijjah otherwise he has failed to observe a ritual ordinance End note, which is set up as the extreme limit of the pilgrimage and this every pilgrim must have passed before sunrise while all such as have gone beyond it by that time must wait till the next year if they wish to be entitled to the consideration and privileges of complete hajis since without this circumstance all the rest remains imperfect the hill of arafat lies at a distance of seven hours from mecca it is necessary to set out very early in order to be there in time many of the pilgrims and especially the more devout amongst them performing all the way on foot when they have reached the place note he appears to confound the proper place with arafat the sacrifice is performed in the valley of muna after leaving the mountain but finati we are told by his translator wrote from memory a pernicious practice for a traveller all who have any money according to their means sacrifice a sheep and the rich often furnish those who are poor and destitute with the means of buying one such a quantity of sacrifices quite fills the whole open space with victims and the poor flock from all the country round to have meat distributed to them after which at the conclusion of the whole ceremony all the names are registered by a scribe 
appointed for the purpose note this custom is now obsolete as regards the grand body of pilgrims anciently a certificate from the sharif was given to all who could afford money for a proof of having performed the pilgrimage but no such practice at present exists my friends have frequently asked me what proof there is of a muslim's having become a haji none whatever consequently impostors abound sa'di in the golestan notices a case but the ceremonies of the hajj are so complicated and unintelligible by mere description that a little cross-questioning applied to the false haji would easily detect him and when this is finished the african and asiatic caravans part company and return to their own several countries many detachments of the pilgrims visiting medina in the way being desirous of enrolment in some new division of muhammad ali's army finati overcame the difficulty of personal access to him by getting a memorial written in turkish and standing at the window of a house joined on to the enclosure of the great temple after the sixth day the pasha observed him and in the greatest rage imaginable desired a detailed account of the defeat at kunfuda finati then received five hundred piastres and an order to join a corps at taif together with a strict charge of secrecy since it was of importance that no reverse or check should be generally talked of before starting our author adds some singular particulars which escaped him in his account of mecca many of the pilgrims go through the ceremony of walking the entire circuit of the city upon the outside and the order in which this is performed is as follows the devoted first goes without the gates and after presenting himself there to the religious officer who presides throws off all his clothes and takes a sort of large wrapping garment in lieu of them to cover himself upon which he sets off walking at a very quick pace or rather running to reach the nearest of the four corners of the city a sort of guide going with him at the same rate all the way who prompts certain ejaculations or prayers which he ought to mention at particular spots as he passes at every angle he finds a barber who with wonderful quickness wets and shaves one quarter of his head and so on till he has reached the barber at the fourth angle who completes the work after which the pilgrim takes his clothes again and has finished that act of devotion note no wonder mr banks is somewhat puzzled by this passage certainly none but a pilgrim could guess that the author refers to the rites called al-umra and assay or the running between mount safa and marwa the curious reader may compare the above with burckhardt's correct description of the ceremonies as regards the shaving finati possibly was right in his day in ali bey's as in my time the head was only shaved once and a few strokes of the razor sufficed for the purpose of religious tonsure End note. there is also near the holy city an eminence called the hill of light note jebel nur anciently hira in a dull grey as of granite it derives its modern name from the spiritual light of religion circumstances prevented my ascending it so i cannot comment upon finati's custom of leaping End note. as i imagine from its remarkable whiteness upon this the pilgrims have a custom of leaping while they repeat at the same time prayers and verses of the koran 
many also resort to a lesser hill about a mile distant from the city on which there is a small mosque which is reputed as a place of great sanctity an annual ceremony takes place in the great temple itself which is worth mentioning before i quit the subject altogether i have already spoken of the little square building whose walls are covered with hangings of black and gold and which is called the kaaba once in the year note open three days in the year according to ali bey the same in burckhardt and in my time besides these public occasions private largesses can always turn the key End note and once only this holy of holies is opened and as there is nothing to prevent admission it appears surprising at first to see so few who are willing to go into the interior and especially since this act is supposed to have great efficacy in the remission of all past sins but the reason must be sought for in the conditions which are annexed since he who enters is in the first place bound to exercise no gainful pursuit or trade or to work for his livelihood in any way whatever and next he must submit patiently to all offences and injuries and must never again touch anything that is impure or unholy note i heard from good authority that the kaaba is never opened without several pilgrims being crushed to death ali bey remarks mr banks says nothing of the supposed conditions annexed in my next volume part three mecca of this work i shall give them as i receive them from the lips of learned and respectable moslems they differ considerably from finati's and no wonder his account is completely opposed to the strong good sense which pervades the customs of al-islam as regards his sneer at the monastic orders in italy that the conditions of entering are stricter and more binding than those of the kaaba yet that numbers are ready to profess in them it must not be imagined that arab human nature differs very materially from italian many unworthy feet pass the threshold of the kaaba but there are many moslems my friend omar effendi for instance who have performed the pilgrimage a dozen times and would never from conscientious motives enter the holy edifice End note. one more remark with reference to the great scene of sacrifice at arafat though the pasha's power in arabia had been now for some time established yet it was not complete or universal by any means the wahhabis still retaining upon many sides a very considerable footing so that open and unprotected places even within half a day's journey of mecca might be liable to surprise and violence for this reason our author informs us a sufficient force was disposed round arafat and the prodigious multitude went and returned without molestation or insult note in eighteen o seven according to ali bey the wahhabis took the same precaution says mr banks the fact is some such precautions must always be taken the pilgrims are forbidden to quarrel to fight or to destroy life except under circumstances duly provided for moreover as i shall explain in another part of this work it was of old and still is the custom of the fiercer kind of badawin to flock to arafat where the victim is sure to be found for the purpose of revenging their blood losses as our authorities at aden well know there cannot be a congregation of different arab tribes without a little murder 
after fighting with the common foe or if unable to fight with him the wild men invariably turn their swords against their private enemies End note. after the pilgrimage haji muhammad repaired to taif on the road he remarked a phenomenon observable in el hijaz the lightness of the nights there finati attributes it to the southern position of the place but observing a perceptible twilight there i was forced to seek further cause may not the absence of vegetation and the heat absorbing nature of the soil granite quartz and basalt account for the phenomenon note so on the wild and tree-clad heights of the nailguri hills despite the brilliance of the stars every traveller remarks the darkness of the atmosphere at night the natives as usual observing it have invested its origin with the garb of fable it is not my intention to accompany mohammed to the shameful defeat at taraba where tusun pasha lost three-quarters of his army or to the glorious victory of bissel where mohammed ali on the tenth of january eighteen fifteen broke twenty-four thousand wahhabis commanded by faisal bin saoud his account of this interesting campaign is not full or accurate like mengin's still being the tale of an eye-witness it attracts attention nothing can be more graphic than his picture of the old conqueror sitting with exulting countenance upon the carpet where he had vowed to await death or victory and surrounded by heaps of enemies heads note muhammad ali gave six dollars for every arab head which fact accounts for the heaps that surrounded him one would suppose that when acting against an enemy so quick and agile as the arabs such an order would be an unwise one experience however proves the contrary End note. still less would it be to the purpose to describe the latter details of haji muhammad's career his return to cairo his accompanying mr banks to upper egypt and syria and his various trips to aleppo kurdistan the said the great oasis nabathia Sennaar, and dongola we concede to him the praise claimed by his translator that he was a traveller to no ordinary extent but beyond this we cannot go he was so ignorant that he had forgotten to write note finati's long disuse of european writing says mr banks made him very slow with his pen fortunately he found in london some person who took down the story in easy unaffected and not inelegant italian in eighteen twenty eight mr banks translated it into english securing accuracy by consulting the author when necessary End note. his curiosity and his powers of observation keep pace with his knowledge note, his translator and editor is obliged to explain that he means kufic by characters that are not now in use and the statue of memnon by one or two enormous sitting figures in the plain from which according to an old story or superstition a sound proceeds when the sun rises when the crew of his nile boat form in circle upon the bank and perform a sort of religious mummery shaking their heads and shoulders violently and uttering a hoarse sobbing or barking noise till some of them would drop or fall into convulsions a sight likely to excite the curiosity of most men he takes his gun in pursuit of wild geese he allowed mr bank's mare to eat oleander leaves and thus to die of the commonest poison briefly he seems to have been a man who under favourable circumstances learned as little as possible End note. 
his moral character as it appears in print is of that description which knows no sense of shame it is not candour but sheer insensibility which makes him relate circumstantially his repeated desertions his betrayal of fatima and his various plunderings end of section fifty recording by nicholas james bridgewater recorded in london england